0: Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Danielle Henderson. And uh, hey, we're just kicking back. We're just taking our shoes off, taking our shirts off. Bonus episodes are a more chill affair. And I know
1: you're probably thinking, well, how could they get more chill? (laughs) We've heard the main feed episodes where they're talking about fucking skid marks and dick blood. What the (laughs) hell is going on in this bonus it's more chill.
0: It's a relaxed skid mark. <laughs> this is what I like really, really get real philosophical about these skid marks. <sighs> I've gotten a couple a couple of texts from my friends that are like, Y'all went so hard <laughs> about those skid marks. I was like, well, no shit. It's a divisive issue. Come I, I want to know why more people
1: are not talking about it. Because we need to normalize the fact that it ain't okay.
0: Well, everybody that texted me was like, oh, I have a bad opinion on it. (laughs) Uh, But I just don't think I've ever heard people like really, you know, present a party line on it. And I was like, well, that's because you hadn't met the right bitches until now. Exactly.
1: What what are we here for if not to present the hard party line about skid marks and disgusting bodily functions.
0: The hard line on skid marks, according to Terren Shred Darby. <laughs> so <laughs> so you get it, but no one else anybody else get it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh shit. Might never uh, recover.
1: Might never recover. <laughs> she said the whole album name, y'all. <laughs>
0: Oh god. Uh, well,
1: he he's had a trajectory that Terrence Trent D'Arby, but he came out with a banger right off the bat. That whole album is like top to bottom. I love it.
0: Yeah, and he's um he he's now going by something else. He's uh
1: he's going by San- Sananda Matreya.
0: Wow. Sananda Matreya. Well, I um I was a huge fan of his back in the day. Uh he was a smooth, smooth customer. All those smooth songs. Completely. And look, Sananda explains
1: if you want if you're looking to to look it up, Sananda explains that um he basically killed Terrence Trent Darby. Uh, <laughs> he said he watched his suffering as he died a noble death. After intense pain, I meditated for a new spirit, a new will, a new identity. I mean, I would have just gone down to the court and been like, I don't like my name. Can you change it? It's associated with some shit I don't like. He went horde. Yeah. So Sananda's like, I had to kill that motherfucker.
0: That was kind of some print shit, huh? Like when yeah. Prince was um, symbolized. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Who knew that in
1: 2022, we would be spending this much time on the artist formerly known as Terrence Trent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on a non-music podcast. <laughs> I know. We only talk about music on the bonus. I feel like our, yeah. our hearts want to talk about music on bonus episodes. It's just where we go. It's where we end up
1: so much of the time.
0: Well, and it's funny because there's a, we're going to read some emails today, and there is a whole music, music-themed letter that we got. Mm. So I'm actually really excited to answer that one. Um, Me too do you want to dig into this males of course i do otherwise i'm just
1: going to keep talking about dead 80s pop stars
0: (laughs) (laughs) well this is an 80s uh themed uh letter that we got so um the title of it is called new wave alien orgasms oh my ladies first of all i love you guys in the podcast And have been listening since day one. I'm close in age with you guys. So hearing about you guys growing up makes me laugh. Because though a bit older, I was right there with you. Which brings me to why I'm writing you. When I was 21, I discovered a little gem of a bizarre movie I'd like to get your take on. I was so obsessed with this movie. It took me two years to finally return it to the video store. LOL. Been there. The movie is called Liquid Sky from 1982. Have you seen it? Have you heard of it? It's so weird. I figured you guys might have. And if not, you might like to go there. LOL. Anyway, I'd love to hear it someday. Enter one of your double features. Can't imagine what the theme would be. Signed, your fellow jaded middle-aged Shelby.
1: Right on, Shelby. Yes. Uh, I have not seen this film. I have heard of this film. I watched the trailer in preparation for recording this episode. And just from watching the trailer, I felt like I had traveled to an interdimensional state huh. that I was eager to return from.
0: Yes. I, I've, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. The only things that I really know about it was is that A, it's like a no-wave movie, right? Like it kind of was part of that whole like no-wave New York filmmaking scene. And that it also isn't it like resp- like art isn't it like the basis for electro clash or something like it's like what what the style of electroclash is based off of is this movie really that's I wild think so which to me listen i'm not an electro clash historian how dare you i've
1: heard you speak on electro clash at oxford <laughs>
0: those were those were the old days i don't do that anymore <laughs> um I actually do have a friend who was in an electro clash band in this era, and if if at all if we ever wanted to bring her on to give us the tea on the electro clash era, we could definitely have her because she's a fan of the pod. But I feel like this movie was like really like visually responsible for what electro clash was, but also to me, I didn't th- I think. It just seemed so 80s to me. And I I just, I guess I never thought Electroclash came from a movie. I just thought it came yeah. from fucking everybody with jagged hair in the 80s and they all look like Gem in the Holograms. I don't fucking know. You're like, I thought Electroclash came from a barber
1: who was just sick of our shit. <laughs> it was like, I'm gonna fuck your shit up. How about some <laughs> fucking asymmetrical shit? Go out in these streets, try to make that work. And they did.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it's, It's like... I, and to be honest, I feel like w- this movie I would pick for a theme that we haven't dropped yet, <laughs> so I can't tell you what it is. This would definitely come in handy for a theme that we haven't revealed yet. but, um, that's a good a good pick. I'm so glad that you didn't return it to the video store,
1: yeah. I want to know was it worth the seven hundred and sixty nine dollars charge. <laughs> for the video store when you finally did return it. Is Liquid Sky worth 800 bucks in lay fees?
0: And we're talking about 80s dollars, right? Damn. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, inflation-wise, that's like $5,500 to watch <laughs> Liquid Sky for two years.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Shelby, listen, thank you so much for writing in. Thanks for the suggestion. Uh, now we have another title to add to the pod and the theme someday, but... um. We love when you guys really are passionate about films. So thanks.
1: Yeah, and I any any movie that you feel like you got to see this, I'll I'll at least give it a shot. If someone's passionate about something, I'm like, "I'll I'll try it. I'll watch it."
0: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. This is a and that's a good one to watch too, just like a big like hmm, What's this?
1: I'm going to watch it with my grandma and listen <laughs> to her yell at me.
0: I bet your grandma would hate that shit. She'd be like, oh. "What is this shit?
1: What is this fucking makeup?" Like, completely anything esoteric. And she's like, Can I watch anything else? Like, literally anything else. Can I watch um, C SPAN? Like, she just cannot handle a movie that's weird for the sake of being weird.
0: Oh, God, I know. Ain't having it. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, no, this doesn't, that's a not a good segue at all. <laughs> <laughs> Again, bonus episode, keeping it real loose. Real uh, loose. The subject of this email is Episode 70 Appreciation. Hello, stellar humans. So I am walking on a canal trail in my city, listening to the intro banter of Episode 70, and I literally had to stop in my tracks, sit on a shady bench, and express my gratitude and reverence to your badassness. I am also a Gen X lady in my 40s, and I swear 99.5% of the shit you say every week resonates with me profoundly on every level. This episode was especially poignant to me because I am also a bigger lady, so everything you both said today about self-acceptance and learning not to give Nary a fuck was just the boost I needed today of all days. Sometimes the universe gives you just what you need precisely when you need it the most, and that was the two of you today. So thank you so much for sharing your voices with the world. I suspect I am not alone in this sentiment. Also, a bonus that all of this self-love shit happened during the Pride episode. You nailed the discussion of But I'm a Cheerleader. Sending much love and sincere appreciation your way. Elizabeth from Richmond, Virginia.
0: That is so sweet.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth. Episode 70, which is our two-piece swimsuit episode... We got not only so much feedback, but so much great feedback. So thank you to both Elizabeth and everyone else who wrote in and was just nice enough to kind of stop and say, hey, thanks for saying that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I got a lot of people reaching out to me personally about it, which I thought was really sweet. Uh, you know what? I will, I'm going to say this. there There was somebody... So, so somebody like left a comment on on the Instagram post for one of the one of the Instagram posts for the episode that week, and was talking sort of directly about the the idea that I had mentioned that my mom had taken me to Weight Watchers when I was a kid, mm. and uh, I think the comment was just like a little kid in a diet place is like equally parts infuriating and sad or something. Mm. And I was like, I I just, like, that comment made me, like, really stop to think about kind of what I said in that moment, because, I I mean, first of all, that is about me, which is also very strange. Like, when you're reading comments, you're like, oh, that person is talking about me. Like, it's infuriating and sad. And it's something that I said. So that was a moment where I just thought, okay. And I felt, and I felt like I, I just have come really full circle about that. Cause when I was young, it it went from like, Oh, I was young and didn't know Mm -hmm. well, I didn't know better. I didn't know. Like then I got pissed many, many years where I was pissed. Mm -hmm. Um, and then many years where I, I was sad. And now I'm like, I mean, what what was my mom supposed to fucking do? I guess she yeah. thought she was doing the right thing. This was the 80s. This was when, you know, people, there was not a fucking sensitivity. Sorry, there just Absolutely. really wasn't. And
1: Absolutely.
0: when it comes down to it, my mom is a fucking Asian mom. Ruthless fucking ruthless (laughs) I'm like I'm I'm picturing
1: your sweet tiny mom in like her Halloween costume next to your nephews and you're like ruthless (laughs) Ruthless Get you a woman who could do both she will dress up with her grandkids and be ruthless for sure
0: I mean I'm gonna make a very huge generalization about white moms (laughs) I just am. White moms know how to fucking wrap up the package of bad news. They, they literally <laughs> will fucking... I mean, some of them don't. Like, let's get serious. But a lot of them are like... They got a bedside manner. Whereas everybody mm-hmm. else in the world's moms... Like, all the fucking POC people's moms are straight up mean as shit. Yes,
1: yes, yes. My... And still and always, my grandmother, the other day my mom was here helping my grandma out. My mom's 67 now, you know, and she's put on some pounds and she was always like toothpick skinny her whole life, but she started putting on weight a long time ago. My grandmother, 89 years old, dementia the whole nine, my mom bends down to tie her shoe and all my grandma can say is, "Ooh, Robin, look at the size of your ass. (laughs) Like, this is someone helping you get dressed and taking care of your shit, and it never ends. Like, it will never fucking end for her. Like, that is just a ruthlessness that exists in generations and in certain cultures and in certain swaths of parenthood when you're not white.
0: And I've taken my mom to task on this once. I, I was like why the fuck you got to be so mean? Like, what's up with this? Like at one point it was, this was not that long ago. I think it was, <laughs> it was probably when I lived with them uh, <laughs> during during COVID. And I was like, damn, I'm back in this place. My mom is saying some blunt shit, just real blunt shit. And I was like, what's up with this? And her fucking answer was, you stop being so sensitive. Like you're yep. get tough. And that I think is what, it ultimately boils down to is that i feel like a lot of a lot of women of color a lot of immigrant women a lot of you know um sort of like non-white western moms don't have it, it it's a it's a toughness that they've acquired over the years that they kind of pass on through their communication style to their kids yeah. and you know I was, cause I just thought, why is she still like these barbs? And she, to be honest, she goes harder on my sister now than she does me. (laughs) Uh, Cause my sister has kids and you know, she's got opinions about that shit, but it's that thing where I was like, damn, why the fuck you like, you really like
1: cutting. Yeah.
0: And and I, and I, and she just kind of explained it in a very simple way. She was just like, listen, people were mean to me my entire life and this fucking country has been mean to me. And, I've had family mean to me, like my own family. And so I'm like, I don't care. I just say what I want. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's not that I don't care about you. It's just that I, this is how I fucking express myself. And I was like, all right, legit. Because I
1: don't know. And I think that's an important distinction. Like, I think that is a very important distinction. It's not like she doesn't care about you. It's how she expresses herself. And I think that that to me is why I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up. Because to me... I've never thought of your mom or your dad as anyone who acted out of anything but love for you. And so if you put it in the cultural time and place and the emotional time and place for her and you, it makes sense that she's like, look, I want you to have a better life than me in every possible way. And I don't want people to be, if people were mean to her, she probably didn't want people to be mean to you for any reason. And so how she expressed that might have been way tougher than you needed or wanted to hear.
0: But it doesn't
1: mean that what she did was out of... It's not out of cruelty that parents did this, for the most part, I think. yes, Um, And you're not the only one, because we also got a lot of comments from people who were like, yep, me too. I was 12-year-old in the Weight Watchers group. So it wasn't like this wasn't common. And I think that in the effort to make progress... Sometimes people forget that we did the best we could with the tools we had. And not everyone is going to be able to course correct to, like, fit your new narrative of, like, body positivity or childhood trauma. And, like, people have to catch up to that. And some people won't. Some people won't. So you can't condemn other people for not being able to catch up to what is now the cultural ideal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and I mean, you got to. No one in the world would have ever thought that I would have this reaction now to this situation. You know, like I in that moment when I read that comment, I felt kind of protective of my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I never thought that would happen. I I, I thought I was gonna stay mad about that forever. But now I've gotten to the point where I've gotten older and I've lived enough life and I've really like, I guess I just have this compassion. for people that might have made a mistake with the way that they handled something. And I just, I don't know. And not to say that that person, that person listened to a stranger say information and that was their reaction, which I totally understand. But in that moment, it was that thing where I was like, I was reading the comments and I was like, oh damn, like, yeah, that's me. I guess they are talking about me. And then, I don't know. I don't think I feel... I don't feel mad about it anymore, so, and I I don't want people to think my mom was a bad person. Does that make sense? Of course
1: not. Of course. That makes absolute sense.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't think anyone thinks your mom is a bad person, and if they do, I will fight them, because she is (sighs) lovely, and she is smart and tough and cool, and I will fight someone on her behalf for any reason. If they cut her off with a shopping cart, I'm going to Florida. I will be there. But I do think that it is also a mark of your continued evolution as a person that, like you said, you moved through all of these phases of emotion and some people haven't. So like, there's no telling, this is a commenter who could still be stuck in anger. Yeah. Or this is a commenter who could still be stuck in sadness. And you've moved into acceptance and compassion and hopefully other people will get there too. Um, But I think it's really... It was really brave for you to discuss a lot of things you discussed in that episode, and yeah. I think it's it makes sense to me that you felt protective of your mom because that's who I know you to be right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thanks, and I feel like at the I feel like at the end of the day, this episode was very personal for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think that people were like really, they were really caught. In, in what we were saying. And a lot of people sent me messages personally that were overwhelmed by the grief that you expressed towards me, which I, I mean, I can't even talk about it now because I'll start crying, but it is like very touching to... I mean, I listened back to the episode too and I was like, holy shit, like I we had a moment there, you know, in that yeah fr- in that French that deep friendship way. And so I think people like listening to it like really connected with the entire thing. And um I'm just happy that they did because I think it was for both of us very vulnerable. It was a very vulnerable moment. And so we're Absolutely. just happy that Absolutely. everyone enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm and again, happy and proud of you for for saying it, for not cutting it, for being able to read these messages and comments about yourself or about your family. Like that's never easy to do. And I mean, I wrote a whole fucking memoir and people would comment shit and be like, wow, your mom's a real piece of shit. And I felt protective a little yeah. bit. Like, you don't know the whole you know, this part of the story. And it wasn't my goal to make her seem like a piece of shit. Like, I actually tried to approach my mom with a lot of grace in my memoir.
0: Yes.
1: And most people get that. But again, some people are stuck with their own families in that anger, in that sadness. They haven't gotten to grace yet. Yeah. Um, So I just have to kind of let those comments roll off my back because it's like, that wasn't my intention. And if you don't get it, it's okay. Maybe one day you'll reread it and you will.
0: Yeah. Totally totally, 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 but elizabeth i pr- appreciate everything you said, and I'm so glad that um you wrote in to us to express all of that. It was very sweet, very sweet, thank you, and we're gonna i mean we're
1: gonna pivot hard with this next email
0: <laughs> real hard, couldn't be even couldn't be the more opposite if we tried um this this is the this is the the
1: audio equivalent of someone's like 97-year-old grandma getting up and giving a heartfelt toast at a wedding and then their drunk best friend getting up and being like, "Let's do fucking
0: shots." <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the shots guy for sure. Um there isn't even like a prologue. It's just like no. it just go- jumps right into it and then there's like an ending. The, na- the it's called the name of the the title of it is Fuck Mary Kill 90s rock bands. And it's from Abby she says, "Thank you for the incredible joy you brought to my life from a fellow aunt Abby." She her pronouns, and here's here's her round one. Are you ready? There are, there are three
1: rounds, <laughs> three rounds, and I I'm gonna preface this by saying one of the beautiful things about '90s rock bands is I didn't know what half of those motherfuckers looked like. Yeah, <laughs> it <was> I not... <laughs> had to look up every single one of these goddamn bands because I'm like, what did they look like again? I don't remember
0: okay oh my god the round one is so fucking good um i am deeply torn okay so round one is fuck marry kill wilco the old 97s and ween
1: this is possibly the easiest round for me oh wow i'm marrying ween because i want to have fun for the rest of my fucking life okay i'm fucking the old 97s and i'm killing wilco And I love all of these bands. I love their music. I'm not killing Wilco for the music. I'm killing Wilco because I do not want to fuck or marry Wilco. (laughs) (sighs) I I, I envision a Wilco fuck is like very like laden with alcohol and tears on both sides.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you would only fuck Wilco in Nashville or something like you're like you're at a boutique hotel <laughs> or something in Nashville you're at the lobby bar of a boutique hotel <laughs>
1: <laughs> crying into your fucking beers next to Wilco and then you're like yeah this why not this this will round out the evening
0: yeah this is my tiny desk concert <laughs> wilco
1: and again the Mary and queen just because you marry someone doesn't mean you have to fuck them. So the marriage for me, is it's very clear rules for me in that marriage is a relationship that you're going to have with them for probably ever. And I feel like I, I, would, I would get into a fight with the old 97s, like a physical fight with the old 97s sure. at one point. But we okay. and I think I would just have fun. And they'd be like, you know, in their weird little art cottage in the backyard. And I'd be doing my knitting inside. It'd be fun.
0: Okay. So you say... Fuck old 97s. Yep. Marry Ween, kill yep. Wilco. Okay. Yep. Mine. Mine is really hard because it's like I would marry the old 97s and I would kill Wilco or Wien and I can't decide who is gonna ah! die. Ah! Ah! Well,
1: what what is what is tripping you up between the two?
0: Okay, so the idea of fucking Ween is so depraved that I'm yeah. like You know, and really my working knowledge of Ween, I have to admit, I've never, I've never been like a, I I don't, I never owned all of their albums, but I had the guys that I knew that loved Ween are deeply broken. Stone freaks. Stone (laughs) freaks. (laughs) (laughs) I always used to say there was like all that, there's like guys that. There were bands in high school where only guys loved them. And I know that's a big generalization, but it was like all the guys that I knew loved Ween. They loved Primus. They Mm -hmm. loved Faith No More. It was like quirky art rock guys who loved these bands, right? Violent Femmes, not for nothing, girl, but I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) I like two of those bands and I fucked one of those bands. (laughs) That's why Ween has made the merry list for me. That is not a, a... there is no questioning about that direct correlation.
0: Yeah. See, and, and the problem is, is that, because I would love to kill Wilco. I mean, I just would <laughs> love it. Wouldn't it be so satisfying to kill Wilco? But yes. then that, that would ultimately mean I'd have to fuck Ween. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I don't really know. I feel like...
1: But you're so resolute on marrying the old 97s.
0: Yeah, that, that to me seems very clear. Okay. Um. So... It's a, uh, it's a little. I guess it would depend. Right now, let's just say in this moment, in this absolute moment, kill Ween, fuck Wilco. But that would change in five minutes because I deeply want to murder Wilco. Do you know? What I'm mean? gonna
1: propose. I'm gonna propose a, a, a an alt. Um, you could fuck
0: and then kill Ween. Yes. <laughs> Who's stopping you? I'm just sure. I'm just pretty sure i don't want to fuck ween ever um, gotcha okay. yeah then kill what? him then kill him you're killing kill, ween can i kill two <laughs> um, <laughs> can i kill both um ah! Ah! that's a great one though because it's a really it's a thought experiment yeah
1: right? and round two is also a thought experiment these are people who i absolutely forgot what they looked like so i looked them up so For round sure. two is one hit wonders and we've got ugly kid joe the nixons and toadies
0: oh this this is easier for me
1: okay then you go first
0: okay i had to i'm sorry i'm having to google the nixons because i was like what fucking song me are they too doing? right sister sister i see you oh that's the song <laughs> oh shit ah fuck
1: and also, is your decision based on what they look like or what their music is?
0: I I, I think it's a vibe. Okay, I, if it's a vibe, I, like it's a vibe, like it's 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 maybe visual, but also the music. I think it's more the music. Gotcha. Um, because I
1: <laughs> then that makes it easier for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the, whatever the vibe of the band is. Like, ima- like, imagine the band was a guy, just like one guy or one girl that you, gotcha. you know, was presented. Okay. That's gotcha. a good, that's a good to establish. Okay. I like this. So am I going first with round two? Okay. Oh yeah, you're going first round two. Okay. I would fuck the shit out of the Toadies. I think we know that. Established. No, it, it's, it, it's, here's it's why. Canon. It's a. It's a lot about fucking like x ex- um it's a lot of like what do you call it like ex-fundamentalist christian shit Mm -hmm. you can't get better than that when it comes to a big f right like some fucking formerly repressed like preacher shit (laughs) yes um that
1: is the sex you want to be having i'm just saying
0: it would get weird which i i think would be great (laughs) it would get Um, weird but not ween weird yeah not (laughs) it's a different type of weird
1: that's going if i ever again have a dating profile i'm it's going in like let's get weird but not ween weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a a fucking shirt that we should make for our (laughs) um okay so i'm fucking the toadies clearly i actually would probably marry ugly kid joe okay (laughs) okay You marrying ugly kid
1: Joe, like, I'm already envisioning I'm going to be at your house, like, with tissues while you're crying, and they're out at the skate ramp with their fucking (laughs) friends till 10 p.m., and your kids are crying in the crib, and you're like, I just want them to come home and fucking have some responsibility. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is like, you'd be married to, like, the dude from Gleaming the Cube, like, the friend from (laughs) Gleaming the Cube, for sure. Like, just some, like moron but i feel like okay but what if like he, that guy gr- could grow up into like a standing stand up member of society and th- that would be fun like an ex skater like yeah you
1: know. he won't he won't I and know. you know it cuz you know that dude and he does not grow up to be like a respectable member of society
0: oh i know i'm just i i am definitely having to reimagine the vibe here and I guess I just killed the Nixons because of that song that I just remembered, which sucks.
1: Yeah, that we're, we are we are back to back on the Nixons. I got to kill them. If we're going with the vibe of the music, the Nixons got to go. Got to go. Especially in the world of one hit wonders. So in the context of this, contextually, the one hit wonders that have meant the most to me or that I like the most, Nixons are dead. I like that song the least of these three.
0: Absolutely, 100%. I barely remembered it. Exa- so, exactly.
1: And I had yeah. to look them up, and I'm like, I was not happy to revisit that particular one hit wonder. Um, so they gotta go. Now here's where things get interesting. Oh my God. I'm fucking, I'm gonna fuck Ugly Kid Joe. Okay. Purely for the fun factor. Like the song, sure. the song is fun. The vibe is fun. Yes, I do not want any part of responsibility for my life being in their hands. Absolutely. So we just go fuck. And then I will marry the toadies and deal with all of the sad Christian fundamentalist trauma. (laughs) Because that is what marriage is for is like, what's your trauma? What's my trauma? Let's deal with it together.
0: You're, you're, that is a completely valid argument argument, like right there, like the fucking because I'd fuck the Toadies because I feel like their vibe to me personally c- came came from like me just listening to Rubberneck every mm-hmm. fucking day for like five years of high okay, school. You were al- rubber- you're
1: already married to the Toadies, if that's the case.
0: <laughs> but also I just felt, it feels very like guttural and you know, so I just kind of imagined that but I see now why you would imagine that's marriage material because you're right, like marriages everybody has to work on them on themselves in a marriage, right? So makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Now, round Ooh. three is the meanest thing I've ever been asked.
0: <laughs> it it is mean as shit, but it also might be the easiest for me. So, oh Lord. So round three is britpop. And and you have to fuck, marry, or kill Oasis, Blur, and
1: Pulp. This is actually pretty easy for me, too. Okay. I'm curious. Um, Marry, Pulp, fuck, Blur, kill Oasis.
0: Ooh. I just have a slight variation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pulp is one of my favorite bands. Yes. Blur, Damon Albarn has recently popped off with some weird shit, but he is cute as hell. Wait, and Oasis, he off with? He was talking about how Taylor Swift didn't write her songs and he just got oh. all old. He like turned into an old man overnight is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I just won't listen to this. But Blur, I like their music more. Oasis to me is closing every restaurant, every cafe in the 90s, listening to the fucking radio and Champagne Supernova comes on. And I'm at the end of a long day of work and I've already fucking had it. And then these assholes come on with their fucking whiny voices. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. And they're fighting and they hate being brothers. And I'm like, just go away, go away. However, having said that, Noel Gallagher is hilarious.
0: Yeah, (laughs) to me. So my, my thing is I would fuck Pulp Mary Blur, Kill Oasis, nice, and, yeah, and I think it's because I think about pulp, and I'm like, what's the long term potential on sexy '70s like porno chic, crushed velvet suit love? Like, what's the what's the shelf life on that? I'm like, is that like a fucking is that a fuck is that a one night stand or is that like lo- long term potential? And I'm like, what happens? And when you're 57 years old and you're still married to the sexy velvet suit guy.
1: Yeah, what happens is you have an open relationship and (laughs) you're fucking the guy who gardens. You're fucking your neighbor who gardens at the same time that you garden. And Jarvis is out on the road fucking like, I don't know, like 70-year-old Greek fisherwomen. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just out there living his life and doing whatever he fucking wants. And you're in an open relationship Yes, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I don't know why Blur seems more uh, a stable partner than, than Pulp. That I is think a very good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um Blur were wild? They were wild, but you know what? Like, I, I, I actually love, I love Blur. Like, I love Pulp too. I don't like Oasis as much. Um, and obviously that's why I want to kill them. But <laughs> we're um, both killing Oasis. I went I went real hard in the pain for Blur for many, many years. I, like, read the book. Like, m- mm-hmm. remember there was, like, a book about them, and um, I-, I just thought, okay, like, by and by, I feel like I could marry this band and not... F- like, I mean, Pulp seems a very much like a fuck band. Like, yeah. how many people have actually fucked Pulp songs? You know, it's probably in the trillions. Have you ever seen... You've seen that doc- the Pulp documentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's
1: like the stage show, this is their last tour. And Jarvis is like mid air fucking every, every song. Yeah. Like he finds a reason to drop to the ground and hump the ground every song. So like, I appreciate your, your fuck vote for pulp.
0: Yeah. Well, and I just, it's so funny. My friend just sent me a copy of the, his book. Mm, um, yeah. Good pop or something bad pop. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, at some point Jarvis is, is somewhat of an intellectual and (laughs) like writes books and is into culture he's not a complete vapid club guy who would just be a great fuck but you know what i mean um but the oasis thing is very clear to me the way i feel about oasis i don't like i just kind of like live with it like i'm just sort of like it's kind of like i don't know how like it's kind of i don't even know how to describe it the feeling of just like you just sort of like have uh, you you know I don't completely hate Oasis and I like yeah. definitely like t- at least two of their albums but I'm also like they don't like move me in any way like I'm just not uh, riled up to either fuck or marry them so they must be killed and that's same same
1: I and uh, and look I'll also say I know Jarve is the front man but Stephen Mackey's pretty goddamn hot
0: okay okay yep pretty fucking
1: hot. You got some, like, like you have, in Pulp, I can see the fuckability of Pulp from a musical standpoint for you, but also because it has the most Millie archetypes, like the soccer dad, the weird <laughs> art guy, and the, like, technically genius musician.
0: Yes. Yes, it's very true. It's very true. So, I see it. Yeah. Well, we got another FMK coming at you.
1: And look, i'm I'm thankful for you for including this one, and I am very interested in your response, even though this email is directed to me for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, the subject of the email is FMK. Uh, hey, ladies, I suppose this is a fuck Mary kill for Danielle mostly. I have never been able to shake you saying that Matt Smith was your favorite doctor since he is actually my third from the last in my list of Best Doctor Who. I would do an FMK with actors who have played the doctor, but there are just too many. I decided Prince Philip would be better since you were talking about The Crown when you mentioned it, and there are three of them. So, Matt Smith, Tobias Menzies, Jonathan Pryce. This might seem easy for most people, but I have been hot for Tobias Menzies since the HBO show Rome. He played Brutus and does a little full frontal, the cut of his jaw and that mischievous smirk he does. Please. Plus, I love his crooked little tooth. Sue me. Curious what you ladies have to say. Keep being the best. B. Be Cagney.
0: All right, B. Yeah, you got skin in this game. You got skin I, I in this game. I do have skin
1: in this game. I do have skin in this game. And this is a mean-ass question because <laughs> you're putting the my favorite doctor up against my least favorite character, slash person in the world, Prince Philip. This is a toughie. Also, the age range, the spread here, this is cruelty. Wild. Of the highest regard. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best here and say, (sighs) Lord, fuck Matt Smith. Mary Tobias Menzies. Kill Jonathan Price. Actually, cut that. I'm I'm switching. All right.
0: <laughs> don't cut that.
1: Fuck I want to know. Smith. I want to
0: know. Show your work.
1: <laughs> show your work. All right. I'll show it. I'll show it. I'm changing it up. I'm gonna fuck Matt Smith. I'm gonna marry Jonathan Price, and I'm gonna kill Tobias Menzies because I will not be pressured into liking someone that I don't like. <laughs> He's a great actor. He's probably a fine human being but i will not be pushed into the cut of his jaw and his smirk (laughs) so i'm gonna that's how i end up marrying jonathan price
0: look i this is incredible information Um,
1: (laughs) it will be used against me at some point i feel yes
0: well and like honestly like yes you, I think, have skin in this game more than I do simply because of the Doctor Who connection. I actually only know Tobias Menzies from The Crown, so mm-hmm. I don't know him from anything else. Oh, he's in um, Game of
1: Thrones. He's, he is a great actor. He really is.
0: Yeah. So having said that... But you know Jonathan Price, famed actor Jonathan Price. Well, of course. I, but listen, the reason why this is my list... Marry Jonathan Price because of fucking Jumpin' Jack Flash. That's the only thing. Like, eh, <laughs> the only eh, criteria. Eh. The eh. only criteria.
1: <laughs> a sentence that will never be uttered again.
0: I mean, who the fuck wasn't stoked as shit when they got together at the end of Jumpin' Jack Flash? I'm like, first of all, I can't even c- conceive of the a couple. This fucking white hot. I'm like, Jonathan Price and Whoopi Goldberg. I'm like, that shit rewired my goddamn brain. I was like, love is possible. Talk about the fucking interracial couple of the century. <gasps> Jesus oh Christ. Shit. So that movie imprinted on me in a huge way. So I would definitely marry Jonathan Price. Makes sense. Now, This is kind of bullshit because, again, I only know Tobias Menzies from The Crown. I would fuck Matt Smith and kill Tobias Menzies. And that's just because I don't know him well enough. And the only thing I do know of him is that he played a dick. So I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) If we're going for the Prince Philip angle, these are my answers. Because here's the thing. I don't want to fuck any Doctor Who's. Like, I don't want to fuck anyone who's played the Doctor. That's not my connection to the show, Right. Like, I came to the show as an adult, so I don't want to fuck the, m- the mythical, fictional person. Right. Matt Smith as Prince Philip with his little fucking shorts on safari and his fucking rowing the boat and everything. That guy I would fuck.
0: Yeah. Although I did see Last Night in Soho. Did you see that movie? I haven't um, yet. Well, he plays a real piece of shit in that movie and so but he looked great i mean it's that kind of thing where you're like oh he looks great he looks like he's in a Wonka Y movie but mm-mm, something's wrong with this guy and from that point i was like man matt smith played played a bad guy in this movie and i don't know it's kind of changed my opinion of him a little bit but you know mm-hmm. good I don't, actor but, good actor but tall and handsome and in his safari clothes in the
1: crown and that's that's the only basis of the criteria that that now that B has put it in the realm of Prince Philip, I'm standing by my answers.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. That whew. Me. I could question. play this game all day. Same. These were brilliant
1: and beautiful and cruel yes. and I love them. <laughs> and please send oh. us more.
0: Holy shit, guys. Um, yes, please send us more. Like, this is fun as hell, and I could honestly do this all day. No wonder this game has such an impact on our culture. Oh, the Um, longevity. The
1: (laughs) the longevity, the years. And Um, thank you to Aaron of Exactly Right for sending in the question that sparked all of this.
0: Right, which was the, um, (laughs) who was it? It was The The Rock, Rock, Vin Diesel, and uh, Jason Jason Momoa. Momoa. I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit for killing the rock. Yeah. Who gave you shit for killing the rock? My mom. (gasps) Oh, my mom was like, how dare you? And I was like, why? Cause he, isn't he like, is he like half Filipino or something? Why you, why do you have skin in this game? (laughs) (laughs) What's the relationship between you
1: and the rock? And why is this how I have to find out about it? Mom. (laughs)
0: I think she was just genuinely disturbed that I would want to kill America's sweetheart, The Rock. So, <laughs> <laughs> look,
1: we we made our case and we stick by it. You go listen to that episode if you want to understand any any further understand our our uh, our decisions.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, please, please, please send us more FMKs. Send us your letters. We are at I saw what you did pod at gmail.com.
1: And please find us on our social media accounts. We are at I saw pod on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Yes. I mean, maybe we could get this to spill over into our social somehow. I don't know. <gasps> that would be, would that be wild? Would that be crazy? So many That'd comments that explode.
1: That would be so
0: fun. If we could put some
1: FMKs up in social medias.
0: Yeah. We also have merch. It's at, the exactly right shop at exactly I'm gonna
1: try to get us going on a, a, a fuck Mary Kill shirt and it's just me, me, me. <laughs> it's
0: like let's get what did you say? Let's get weird, but let's not get ween weird. Is that yeah. what let's
1: get weird. Let's not get ween weird. Yeah. Dude. Uh, and you can listen and follow and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It truly helps us. It helps people, people find us. Um, we are, in terms of the reviews, I mean, look, we're up against, like, actual movie stars who have podcasts now. So if you like what we do, you gotta let people know.
0: Yes, please. I mean, God, it's like, yeah, there are so many, like extremely famous people that do film podcasts, but also just podcasts. And it's like, the it's really hard to, you know, move up in the yep. world, in the podcast world, if you don't have reviews and nice things. So it's like, do us a fave. If you get a mo, just drop a review. Or just a, click that a five
1: star. Click that five star and run away. It's fine. Yeah. You don't have to get the pressure of writing something that's going to be publicly posted if you don't want to. Yeah. Just click that five star. Go do something wean weird.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, you know, you can always listen to new episodes a week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Not going to lie, it's kind of chill to be able to hear an episode a week early.
1: Yeah. It's nice. It's nice not just for our show, but for all the shows I listen to. Yeah. I kind of dig.
0: Yeah, man. It's awesome. Well... Danielle, as always, a fucking pleasure
1: i mean we we've we've done the emotional roller coaster that we are known for, and <laughs> I'm grateful for it. and I just absolutely could do fuck Mary Kill for the rest of the night. So just oh keep sending them
0: me too. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate your support. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: This has been an exactly right production produced and mixed by casey o'brien our theme song is by tom bryfogle artwork by garrett ross our executive producers are georgia hardstart karen Kilgareth, and daniel kramer you can follow us on instagram and twitter at i saw pod and you can email us at i saw what you did pod at gmail Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.